Welcome to A Lamp and a Light. Today is July the 20th, and today we start a new book, and we start Second Chronicles, and we begin reading about Solomon and Solomon's reign, things like that pertain to him and to the building of the temple. It's just exciting reading it in many, many ways. It has so much to teach us. And then we continue our journey in Romans, where Paul is teaching us so much through what he learned growing up as a Jewish man, what he learned as a follower of Christ when when God came and changed him and how his message changed. And his message is our message. And so that's exciting. And then we read Psalm 16, which is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. Psalm 1611, Thou wilt show me the path of life, and thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. I just love those verses. And God, you know, this this word today, this meal that he set before us, it is just a feast. So let's just get into it today and see what he has. Lord, we come before you and we ask you to bless the reading of your word, Lord, because we know it is your blessed word. And we give you the glory, honor, and praise for everything you do. In Jesus' name. Second Chronicles 1, 1 through 3, 7. And Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him and magnified him exceedingly. Then Solomon spake unto all of Israel, to the captains of thousands and of hundreds, and to the judges, and to every governor in all Israel, the chief of the fathers. So Solomon and all the congregation with him went to the high place that was at Gibeon. For there was a tabernacle of the congregation of God, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, had made in the wilderness. For the ark of God had David brought up from Kirjath-Jerim to the place which David had prepared for it. For he had pitched a tent for it at Jerusalem. Moreover, the brazen altar that Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, had made, he put before the tabernacle of the Lord, and Solomon and the congregation sought into it. And Solomon went up thither to the brazen altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of the congregation, and offered a thousand burnt offerings upon it. In that night did God appear unto Solomon, and said to him, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said unto God, Thou hast showed great mercy unto David my father, and hast made me to reign in his stead. Now, O Lord God, let thy promise unto David my father be established, for thou hast made me king over a people like the dust of the earth and the multitude. Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people, for who can judge this thy people that is so great? And God said to Solomon, Because this was in thine heart, and thou hast not asked riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet hast asked long life, but hast asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou mayest judge my people, over whom I have made thee king. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee, and I will give thee riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee, neither shall there be any after thee have the like. Then Solomon came from his journey to the high place that was at Gibeon, to Jerusalem, from before the tabernacle of the congregation, and reigned over Israel. And Solomon gathered chariots and horsemen, and he had a thousand and four hundred chariots and twelve thousand horsemen, which he placed in the chariot cities, and with the king of Jerusalem. And the king made silver and gold at Jerusalem, as plenteous as stones and cedar trees made he at the sycamore trees that are in the vale of abundance. And Solomon had horses brought out of Egypt and linen yarn, and the king's merchants received the linen yarn at a price. 
And they fetched up and brought forth out of Egypt a chariot for six hundred shekels of silver, and a horse for a hundred and fifty. And so brought they out the horses for all the kings of the Hittites, and for the king of Syria by their means. And Solomon determined to build a house for the name of the Lord, and a house for his kingdom. And Solomon told out threescore and ten thousand men to bear burdens, and fourscore thousand to hew in the mountain, and three thousand and six hundred to oversee them. And Solomon sent to Huram the king of Tyre, saying, As thou didst deal with David my father, and didst send him cedars to build him a house to dwell therein, even so deal with me. Behold, I build a house to the name of the Lord my God, to dedicate it to him, and to burn before him sweet incense, and for the continual showbread, and for the burnt offerings morning and evening on the Sabbath, and on the new moons, and on the solemn, solemn feast of the Lord our God. This is an ordinance for ever to Israel. And the house which I build is great, and great is our God above all gods. But who is able to build him a house, seeing the heaven and heavens of heavens cannot contain him? Who am I then that I should build him a house, save only to burn sacrifice before him? Send me now, therefore, a man cunning to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in iron and in purple and crimson and blue, that can skill to grave with the cunning men that are with me in Judah and Jerusalem, whom David my father did provide. Send me also cedar trees, fir trees, and algum trees out of Lebanon, for I know that thy servants can skill to cut timber in Lebanon, and behold, my servant shall be with thy servant, even to prepare me timber in abundance, for the house which I am about to build shall be wonderful great. And behold, I will give to thy servants the hewers that cut timber, twenty thousand measures of beaten wheat, and twenty thousand measures of barley, and twenty thousand baths of wine, and twenty thousand baths of oil. Then Huram the king of Tyre answered in writing which he sent to Solomon, Because the Lord hath loved his people, he hath made thee king over them. Huram said, Moreover, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, that made heaven and earth, whom hath given to David the king a wise son, endued with prudence and understanding, that might build a house for the Lord, and a house for his kingdom. And now I have sent a cunning man, endued with understanding, of Huram my father, the son of a woman of the daughters of Dan, and his father was a man of Tyre, skillful to work in gold, and in silver, and brass, and iron, and stone, and timber, and purple, and blue, and in fine linen, and in crimson, also to grave any manner of graving, to find out every device which shall be put to him, with thy cunning men, and with the cunning men of the, my lord David thy father. Now therefore the wheat, and the barley, and the oil, and the wine, which my lord has spoken of, let him send out unto his servants, and we will cut wood out of Lebanon, as much as thou shalt need, and we will bring it to thee in flots by sea to Joppa, and thou shalt carry it up to Jerusalem. And Solomon numbered all the strangers that were in the land of Israel after the numbering wherewith David his father had numbered them, and they were found a hundred and fifty thousand and three thousand and six hundred. And he set threescore and ten thousand of them to be bearers of burdens, and fourscore ten thousand to be hewers in the mountain, and three thousand and six hundred overseers to set the people at work. Then Solomon began to build the house of the Lord at Jerusalem and Mount Moriah, where the Lord appeared unto David his father in the place that David had prepared in the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. And he began to build in the second day of the second month, in the fourth year of his reign. 
Now these are the things wherein Solomon was instructed for the building of the house of God. The length by cubits after the first measure was three score cubits, and the breadth twenty cubits. And the porch that was in the front of the house, the length of it, according to the breadth of the house, twenty cubits, and the height was a hundred and twenty. And he overlaid it within the, with pure gold. And the greater house he sealed with fir tree, which he overlaid with fine gold, and set thereon palm trees and chains. And he garnished the house with the precious stones for beauty, and the gold was gold of parvon. And he overlaid also the house, the beams, the post, and the walls thereof, and the doors thereof with gold, engraved cherubims on the wall. And he made the most holy house. The length thereof was according to the breadth of the house, twenty cubits, and the breadth thereof, twenty cubits. And he overlaid it with fine gold, anointing to six hundred talents. And the weight of the nails was fifty shekels of gold, and he overlaid the upper chambers with gold. And in the most holy house he made two cherubims of image work, and overlaid them with gold. And the wings of the cherubims were twenty cubits long. One wing of the one cherub was five cubits, reaching to the wall of the house, and the other wing was likewise five cubits, reaching to the wing of the other cherub. And one wing of the other cherub was five cubits reaching to the wall of the house, and the other wing was five cubits also joining to the wing of the other cherub. The wings of these cherubs spread themselves forth twenty cubits, and they stood on their feet, and their faces were inward. And he made the vellum blue and crimson and fine linen and wrought cherubims thereon. Also he made before the house two pillars of thirty and five cubits high, and the chapter that was on the top of each of them was five cubits, and he made chains as in the oracle, and put them on the heads of the pillars, and made a hundred pomegranates, and put them on the chains. And he reared up the pillars before the temple, one on the right hand and the other on the left, and called the name of that one on the right hand, Jachin, the name of that on the left, Boaz. Romans 6, 1-23 What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin, that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead in sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection knowing this that our old man is crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should not serve sin for he that is dead is freed from sin now if we be dead with christ we believe that we shall also live with him knowing that christ being raised from the dead dieth no more death hath no more dominion over him for in that he died he died unto sin once but in that he liveth he liveth unto god Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. What then shall we sin, because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not, that to whom ye yield, 
yourselves servants to obey his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which we delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members, servants to be to uncleanness and to iniquity and to iniquity, even so now yield your members, servants to righteousness and to holiness. For when ye were sinner, servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Psalm 16 Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord, my goodness extendeth not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent in whom all is all my delight. Their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God. Their drink offering of blood will I not offer, nor take up thy names into thy lips. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. The lines are fallen into me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life, and thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Proverbs nineteen twenty through 21 Hear counsel and receive instruction, that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. There are many devices in a man's heart, nevertheless the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. You know, today it just struck me the verses about Solomon asking the Lord for wisdom and knowledge. He didn't ask for riches, honor, or anything like that, popularity. He asked for wisdom and knowledge to judge the people that the Lord had put him over. And because he asked for that and didn't ask for all the riches, the Lord gave him riches because the Lord saw his heart and that he wanted to do a good job with what he had been assigned to do. And isn't that the way that we should be? We should not want to do anything of the Lord in order to lift ourselves up, but in order to do the work that he gave us, to carry the work that he gave us out in such a way that it would be pleasing to him. And we know that um, he wasn't a perfect man, but the Lord did bless him and blessed him greatly. And when we got to the verses in Proverbs, we were also talking about wisdom. The Bible says in that 20th verse, hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Hear the counsel. Hear what others have to say. Give us wisdom and give us knowledge. Give us instruction that we would be wise. I just love those verses about wisdom because in this day, 
A lot of times we wish for things. A lot of times we wish for status and things like that. But wisdom and knowledge that we may get our assignment done in a way that would be pleasing to God. And so, Lord, we just come before you and we just ask you, Lord, for wisdom and knowledge that we can do the work that you've assigned us to do. Not the work that you've assigned our neighbor to do, but the work that you've assigned us to do, God. I pray, God, that you would grant that to us in Jesus' holy and precious name. And we'll give you the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.